if we can get people onto our website to walk away with a great impression of what we've done, we'll be in their mind and we can do more with that as well. We all strive for more nowadays, more traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never-ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com AWT and sign up for free. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO So I'm your host, George Hasiotis, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Christy Finlayson. Christy is leading up the marketing department at Chameleon and is passionate about user onboarding and product-led growth. Based in Barcelona, Christy has been working in B2B SaaS startups for the last six years, so many interesting things to discuss with her. Christy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Delighted to be here, tuning in from Barcelona. Before we begin, could you please share a couple of things about you, your background, uh, your journey, and what has brought you to where you are today? Yeah, definitely, I can do. Um, well, SEO has surely been a big part of it. Uh, but back six years ago, maybe a little bit longer now, actually, I started off in copywriting, actually. I was doing straight copywriting, not thinking about like, how is this actually gonna end up anywhere, uh, writing blogs, I was happy. And then I started to get introduced into SEO, what is it? I remember I had the tool Mangles, I think that was it. I don't know if it's still going. Um, yeah, it I was is, yeah. typing in my keywords, like trying to figure out uh, the right ones to get. And from there, I started to move into more of a SEO content producer role. Um, that's where I found my love for it. And I was looking for companies where I could grow my skills. And I found Typeform in Barcelona. They have their, their HQ here. Where I spent a few years um, growing our organic um, presence at Typeform, digging into it was both the, the growth part of the content, like the SEO, but also the editorial, like how can we produce amazing content that isn't just your what you're going to find when you type something into Google, read it, and bounce back off. Uh, so I really built up my content knowledge there uh, before joining Chameleon two years ago, where once again started in the content side of things and then moved into a broader owning the whole of the, the marketing strategy here, which brings us to this podcast today where I'm sure I can share a little bit more about my, my learnings and SEO and content. 
That's great. Uh, could you please share a couple of things about Chameleon for people who are not aware of the product, uh, what the product is, who uh, is the typical user, and who gets the most value out of it? Yeah, absolutely. So Chameleon is a broad set of tools which you can use to serve a variety of use cases. So we call ourselves, um, well, our tagline is self-serve made simple. You can engage with your users while they're actually using your product. Um, you can do that through four main products that we have. We have product tours, we have tooltips, micro surveys, and um, checklist launchers, the little help menus that can pop up. Now, with those tools, like I said, you can do a variety of things. You can boost your user onboarding, you can upsell, work on your trial conversion. Um, we have more on the website, of course, and people do get very creative with it. And we are, we're looking for, well, we're targeting product managers, product marketing managers, product people in general who want to boost those metrics and be able to see like, okay, this really helped us meet the goals that we wanted to hit. Okay, that's interesting. You you mentioned product uh, marketers and product marketing managers. I would like to know how uh, did you go about defining the audience back when you joined the company or when you took over the, the marketing uh, uh, department? And what were the the things that you did back then? Was it like let's run a customer survey, let's do customer interviews in order to be sure that these are the use cases, these are the things that you know, our potential users get the most value out of. Uh, so how, how did you go about defining the audience back when you um, started or when you uh, took over the, uh, the marketing uh, lead role? Yeah, I was um, quite lucky when I joined that they had figured out who they were selling to, what users had had success. And well, the way to find that out would be talking to your users and finding out like why they came to you. Um, it's been into a few different ways of how we did that, like using our own tool, of course, like surveying people within the product, launching a quick micro survey and asking like, what's your role in the team? That's really beneficial for like down the line, being able to serve up the right content to the right people and also understand like, are these the people that we should be going after? Have we got this right? Um, luckily, we had got it right. We found out who we were marketing to. Um, but like I said, also talking to people, talking to our customers, figuring out who's the one like driving the driving the decision to get a tool like Chameleon and understanding where they have success. And case studies are huge for that. We've done a lot of them at Chameleon already and we have a, a backlog to get through as well. Uh, but being able to see like, okay, here are the people that are coming forward for the case studies. We saw product managers and product marketing managers were the main ones who were, who were willing to talk to us about that too. Um, so that was, yeah, the majority of finding out who we needed to market to. Uh, I would like to ask, I guess a follow-up on that would be you get this information from, you know, all sorts of ways that you used back then. And I guess that you're using uh, to, to get information, retrieve information from, from your customer base. How do you translate that into actionable um, content strategy? Like, okay, it seems that this is a use case or uh, this is something that people are interested in. Let's do something about it. And also, I guess, uh, connected to that would be 
how do you like define the areas that you're going to, or the content types that you're going to use? For example, here, let's try to search for keywords or here it seems that, you know what, let's skip keywords. We, we can do something completely different. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, interesting. Let me start at the first one, like understanding, because there was actually a third part to understanding who we should be marketing. And that is we, we use a tool called Mixpanel for product analytics, but we also have a little bit more information at the top of the funnel from what's going on in marketing too. And we do have um, the Clearbit API running, which can show us, okay, this is the title of this person. They came into the account and this is the type of tool within Chameleon that they're engaging with. Um, we can run like a big report on this and be like, okay, what are heads of product engaging with? Like it's all anonymized, but we can take the step back and be like, cool, this is what they're up to. Okay, that's very interesting. I think this is the first time that we uh, that someone, you know, mentions something like that uh, at the SaaS SEO. So, so, so that's very, that's very interesting. Uh, we are using Clearbit uh, as well, by the way, but I guess in a very uh, simplistic way, you know, we are mainly interested in uh, the companies that visited the website at this point. But I guess that if you connect that with product analytics, uh, which I guess is what Mixpanel does, uh, then mm -hmm. you can get even more in-depth insights over um, who your audience is, and then you can translate that into strategy, I guess, yes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every year we put out a report actually on how people are using our product, what kind of experiences they're showing. And one way we do it is, okay, we get all these titles of the people signing up to Chameleon, and I like download it in a CSV, put it into a word cloud maker and just see like what's standing out the most and be like, okay, this is like the key people who are digesting our content, signing up for the product. Uh, I get quite geeky over the data when December comes around every year. Okay, that's interesting. Now, one thing that I noticed as I was doing the research for this episode is that your strategy seems to be with regards to con um, keyword focused. And many of the, the con pieces that you publish out there seem to have a target keyword and seem to serve their purpose you know, pretty well. I would like to hear your process, how your process looks like when it comes to identifying these keywords and whether or not you are flexible, like we see uh, something that we haven't, you know, thought of before, a new set of keywords, a new keyword framework. Um, and this may be an, an area uh, that we could explore further, for example. Or you treat key keyword research as a, you know, one-off project and let's revisit it next year. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts and your, how your process looks like uh, with regards to that. Yeah, good question. So when I came into Chameleon, our organic presence was quite low. And as I came from an organic and SEO background, like that was really, really key for me. Like, okay, how can we build this up? So in the beginning, two years ago, it was very much looking at anyone who's blogging about product management, product marketing management, and understanding like, okay, what content have they got? that is ranking well, that I can see on AHREVs, like it's got good traffic. Let's start to build that up. 
So we had a lot of work to do there, like trying to catch up with people who had got ahead. Um, but about half a year ago, we started to feel like, okay, we're good. <laughs> we've got up, we've got a good amount of traffic coming through here. Um, that's when the flexibility comes in a little bit more. You can go wider, you can think about topics that are more thought leadership, but also tying to keywords. And actually, now we're in an exciting position where we can go for those like lower volume keywords that are more niche and we can really provide an expert view on it. Um, I can give you an example of that. There was one article that we put out about a year ago. This is the beginning of us starting to play with the, the lower volume keywords and it was on friction logging. Now, friction logging is when you do an exercise, you go through a certain flow in your product and you try, you put yourself in the seat of the user and you're like, okay, this was hard. This was really, really hard. If I was a user, I'd probably be walking away right now. And you just go red, amber, green. So this is quite a new thing. It's generally used by like engineers and developers, but we saw a way of like people using that in product. It was an emerging trend. So we probably like the best possible content that we could on that topic. Uh, we ranked pretty quickly. It was low difficulty and like a year on that trend has been going up and up even more. And we are like the authority for friction logging, which is amazing to see. Um, we're targeting like people who are advanced in their career. They know a lot about product management already. So we can't just be following the strategy of like what is um, how to all of that. We have to be the experts in our field and provide like really, really valuable content. You know what? I like that, but I guess a follow-up would be uh, here. How do you come about finding writers uh, to write this content? Because I can only assume that, you know, you, you have to have some, to possess some kind of technical expertise or knowledge uh, to, to be able to write um, this, this type of content. So could you please talk uh, a bit about that, your, your content creation process and your content writer uh, sourcing, I guess? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is hard to find good writers and I feel like it is getting even harder, even though there might be more content writers out there, but when you're like really looking for people who have a niche, it's tough. Um, luckily, we have a brilliant content editor on our team who has like a very solid background in UX and writing, also in like microcopy, not just blogging. So she was really key to improving the, the tone and the expertise on our blog. Um, finding writers, we, we do work with um, two freelancers who we have yeah, we've built up a relationship, we've built up um, knowledge with them too. Like we don't treat the freelancers like they're someone completely external, like they're involved in our Slack, they're in our, <laughs> in our talks that we're having about the content strategy too. Um, so I think when you find someone that knows your niche, like hold on to them really, really tightly. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, we're also hiring at the moment too. We're building up our, our marketing team and um, the content writers there. Um, we do have a thing at Chameleon too, which I love that anyone can be a writer in the team. Like we should be creative. We should be open to share our knowledge, uh, do a little video, whatever it may be to help ensure that we have that, that really great quality. I think that um, one thing is that Finding good con writers is really difficult, and you know we 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 see that 
all the time because we constantly have open uh, positions for new writers. But the thing is, especially with, with this position, con writer, that everyone thinks that they can write. You know, I can, I can write content that's, that's not like difficult as long as I know the, the language, you know, it's not really difficult for me to, to write con. But in reality, you, you see a very big difference. And we see that as well, because we always have, we pay people actually for a, uh, a test task with us. Um, and so you can see the difference of someone who is really in a completely different uh, level when it comes to con writing. And not so much writing, but overall understanding, I would say, with regards to con. Um, but this is, this is extremely difficult to, to find. Um, and um, yeah, but I guess that one thing that I'd like to, to, to hear, um, and I, I would like to dive a bit deeper into, into that, is I can only assume that since you are targeting product managers, product marketing managers, and, and so on, these are pretty difficult people to, to convince and to, um, I guess, I don't know, I guess another question here would be before I, I continue, do you consider chameleon as a, like to be a vitamin or a painkiller? <laughs> because I think, um, I think this is an, an important, uh, you know, d d distinction and question uh, with regards to what I'm about to say next. Okay. Um, People come to us looking for their, their paracetamol or their ibuprofen. Let's put it that way. They have a problem. They know something's broken. It might be their sign-up flow. It might be like their activation. Or they might just have their boss telling them, like, right, we've got a problem with onboarding. <laughs> we need something to, to, like, a plaster over what's going on here. Uh, so there is the initial pain. Um, Okay. But we can't take we can't take our paracetamol every day. We have to take our vitamins too, don't we? And that would be the the other use cases that come in when you have that cross discovery of we are a large product. We have different products within Chameleon. Uh, those are your vitamins. That, that's a good point. That's a great point, actually. <laughs> a great way to to put it. So let's say that someone comes for a pain that they want to you know to to solve a problem that they have and so on. As I understand it, it's difficult to convince these, these folks to, you know, sign up for a free trial or a demo, or, you know, whatever the, the, the offering is. And my question is, especially for someone who comes through organic search, like, how do you manage to keep a balance between, okay, we want to optimize for SEO, but at the same time, we don't want people to call us out because we know that we... Um, you know, we, we reach people who are a bit more technical and who really know their stuff. Uh, so we wouldn't want to say them, we wouldn't want anyone to say that, you know what, this is like, this is just for SEO. I, I don't, I don't buy that. Um, and I'd like to hear your thoughts with regards to that. Yeah, very good question. Um, so SEO, it has to be there in my view. Like even if it's just that 10 keywords a month, like you know there's some search intent there. Um, I touch upon like the what is the how-to queries, like we still do them and I think there is a need for them, especially with the the pain that people are coming for. Maybe it's like how to reduce my churn in product, uh, how to segment my users for onboarding. Uh, it could be things like that. Um, but how we get away from people going, oh, this is another part of SEO, this is a boring article. 
uh, we put our time into the content that we create. Like, this is one thing that I really learned from my time at Typeform is don't put out trash content. Like back then, if I came with an article that was like thin, if it didn't have any personality, like that would get nowhere near the blog at all. And I had some really great managers there who taught me that and installed that in me. And I love having an article with personality. Like It's like you're talking to a very knowledgeable friend about a topic. Well, we can't be the knowledgeable friend about everything in the world. Like it's impossible. I I can't be a product manager and a product marketer and a head of marketing all at once. So it's important to talk to other people too. And this is a big part of our content strategy. Uh, getting on board like our integration partners, they might know more about like the product analytics part of it. Can we talk to one of their heads of product and involve them in the article? Uh, can we <laughs> make use of our network too? Like LinkedIn is huge for being able to reach people who know more than you about certain topics. So I think that part of bringing in the community, bringing in your network is really key to having valuable and knowledgeable content. That's a great point. Would you say from a concreation standpoint, there are certain parts of the process that allow you to have more control and make sure that you you maintain that balance um for example i would i would say content briefing or content editing at towards the end of the process um would you say that these are also areas where help, like essentially you can um try to to maintain that balance and for example through content briefing let the writer know that you know what this is a piece of content yeah we are interested in seo but at the same time just try to be authentic and um yeah so i'd like to hear your thoughts with regards to that especially content briefing i love content briefs i would never start a piece of work without my content brief uh yeah content briefing has been key at chameleon we we have our own little template uh we make use of other tools like hrevs i've mentioned uh we love surfer seo too for understanding like what others are up to because you have to look at what else is out there too, like what others are writing about before you can put your own spin on it as well. Uh, so every piece of content will have a content brief. Even if it is yourself writing it, you have to do the research before you jump into it. Uh, from there, we'll go away, we'll write. Sometimes we have like a little content brainstorm midway through the week. Uh, we have a thing called marketing share sync. So if I were writing an article and I was like, actually, I don't know much about X topic, we could bring it up. Maybe our partnerships manager should be like, yep, we've got a great connection with these people over at this company. Why don't we try and talk to them and weave that in? So it is quite collaborative in the writing part. And after that, we always go through like a very um, in-depth editing process. We have our in-house content editor. And like I said, we have a lot of creatives on the team. We try and get two eyes on every piece of content before it goes out. And that is the, the journey for a piece of content at Chameleon. And what a nice journey that is. <laughs> now, what a lovely 
yeah. Now I saw one of your uh, posts on uh, on Camilo's blog, uh, which is on uh, product-led growth, um, which seems in the beginning it seems that it satisfies primarily uh, what is intent, but goes deeper than that, and uh, even explains how to implement, um, let's say, product-led growth for your organization, and. I also noticed that you link back to this uh, page um, from your homepage, uh, which shows me that you treat it as a sort of cornerstone piece of content. I would like to, to know whether you feel that it's important for people who come on the website to start their journey with Chameleon uh, from this, this page, since you also link back to it from, from the homepage. Yeah, good spot on our homepage there. Uh, so the product-led growth piece, I remember that was actually my first piece I did here at Chameleon. Um, I had learned about product-led growth and it was my first few weeks on the roll. So this keyword, I was like, okay, I'm ready to write about this. I'm going all in. I want to make it the best article I could ever write and like really, really show off. Like I'm in for the content here. Um, it is a key piece of content indeed. It's on our homepage. Um, I think at Chameleon, content is key to like everything we do. We don't think about it as just like one channel. We think about it being like the T <laughs> in the whole of our marketing strategy. Like if we can get people onto our website to walk away with a great impression of what we've done, we'll be in their mind and we can do more with that as well like we can go on and do other marketing activities whether it's retargeting or content offers or if we're lucky enough that they were so impressed that they want to sign up to our newsletter we can offer them like email courses that way as well um but that has been more of a, a shift in our mindset in the past year like just really providing value over like going for the big conversion straight away. Like we'd rather someone read our content, they were impressed and they were like, okay, Chameleon know what they're up to. And when they do reach that point where they need a painkiller, like we'll be top of their mind. That's great. That's a good point. Uh, another thing that I, uh, I particularly like when I was doing the research for this episode is the inspirations section that you have on your website where you showcase different product marketing examples. Um, some of which... Uh, were created with Chameleon, the product itself. For me, this is this is what you know uh, is called nowadays product-led SEO uh, or you know product-led growth. You can call it however you like. I think the essence is that you give people a taste of the product uh, pre-sign uh, up, pre-conversion. I would like to hear um, your thoughts and the logic actually behind creating that uh, section and whether or not uh, it brings value from a business standpoint um, and how it helps the, um, the enhance the overall experience for the user pre-conversion, uh, of course. Yeah, good question. There's a lot more I'd like to do with that section. Um, like I said, growing the marketing team, I'm sure we'll have a lot more content coming up there very, very soon. But it is product-led SEO at the end of it. Um, what we do there in terms of intent is we know there are big product-led players out there uh, with like Slack, Airtable, all these big names people know. And in particular, this goes to Slack. We know people look at their onboarding as being like a prime example of how you can do it. So we can hop on the 
the train of Slack in this case, of people looking for Slack onboarding and show them how they do it. Okay. So how are Slack onboarding people? We walk them through that and also weave in, okay, this is how you do it. If you're using an in-product tool like Chameleon, you could add a tooltip here and we can change the color to make it look exactly on brand to what Slack are doing. Um, we can like, of course, show what they're up to. We can give an example of, okay, if you want to recreate that in your own product, here are the pictures, here's a little bit more information. But those queries, when they are like a brand with the term of whatever they're doing, like onboarding this scenario, they do drive a big chunk of our traffic. And I think it's something we could do even more with. Okay, that's interesting. And, and I guess that it could also be something, as, as I think you know, about it, scalable as well. Um, because I guess that people are looking for um, many different products uh, with regards to their onboarding or other parts of, of the experience. Um, does this page, of course, you know, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, does this page uh, or this, this section of the website um, drive uh, business? Uh, like, do you see people, do you get people starting their journey with Chameleon from this section of the website? We do indeed. Yeah. This is what I was saying. I'm like, oh yeah, I love that part of the website, but it does need more love. Um, the way we do it is we have a big gallery of all these different examples, how brands are doing it, how you can recreate yourself. But we have a content offering at the end of it, which you can sign up to. It's very, very top of the funnel. It's a product marketing inspiration course. So you can get like even more in-depth teardowns of how you can do it yourself and also how you can make it better. And we're not saying better, like always, oh, if you use Chameleon, it would be so much better. Just like bring in like the UX, the UI mentality behind it and trying to educate rather than sell in that scenario. I like it. And I could even, you know, thought of it as a kind of standalone entity. I don't know if it could be a microsite or anything, but um, I, I guess that I, I see and we all see very often in Product Hunt uh, sites like, you know, sort of directories or something of, of that sort um, with examples on, on content or email example, uh, examples. So it could be something like, you know, onboarding examples or um, UI, I guess, uh, best practices and so on. Um, we will see. Uh, maybe next time that we will have a, 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 an episode together, you know, you may have developed this, this section further. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, find that main yeah. name right after this meeting. <laughs> so we are running out of time, and uh, I guess the last question that I'd like to hear um, to to ask you is: you have, you know, extensive experience when it comes to SaaS companies, um, and also you uh, you spend some time with Typeform, amazing company. We we all know them, uh, and definitely respect them and like what what they are building. Where do you see this whole thing going uh, from a con marketing and SEO uh, standpoint, specifically for SaaS companies? How do you think the, the future uh, looks like for um, con marketing and, and SEO for SaaS companies? Yeah. Um, don't want to bring the, the mood down, but I think it's going to get a lot harder for SaaS companies to do their, their content marketing. Um, I think everything that I've said about quality and like delighting the user is something we're going to see more of like people are bored of bad content and 
they want to to learn and not be sold to so i think that's one thing like we have to be producing exceptional content i think we're going to see SaaS and content marketing like really widen in what it is like we're doing a podcast now that's another way of content marketing we can be putting on webinars we can be getting involved with our partners and we're even seeing like brands themselves going into putting on their own events their own conferences so i think we're going to see that line of content marketing blur a little bit more into more of community and content marketing like at the end of the day we're all humans uh, we're trying to leave a mark and be personable and relatable but i do believe that is what makes people like a company i think that's a great way to wrap things up uh last question that i have for you christy where people can uh can find more about you and get in touch yeah absolutely it'd be my my linkedin's probably the best place to to contact me which is kirsty finlison um i am usually out and about on the, the chameleon blog i try and get an article in every so often and you can check that out on trychameleon.com forward slash blog that's great we will drop all these uh URLs at the Sonos, <laughs> along with all the other things that we uh, discussed. Christy, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for staying with us until the end. Before you go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com AWT and sign up for free. Another episode of the SaaS SEO Show has wrapped. We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast and over at our YouTube channel where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time.